What's going on here? Former Patriot, Super Bowl 51 champ, Gino Grissom here. Uh, you're listening to Boston's Big Three presented by Ride the Wave Media. Episode 53 of Boston presented by Ride the Wave Media, sponsored by Pete's Pops. Let me pull up their advertisement. Awesome. I deleted the ad. Pete's Pops. Never right, cool. prepared. <laughs> I never am. I literally, every single time we record, I could pull up my phone and open up the ad read right before. I didn't even know who was going to be the ad read. It just came to mind. Pete's Pops. <laughs> Let's do an off the cuff one. They're out of Winsocket. Uh, not Winsocket, Pawtucket. Pawtucket. Rhode Island. Uh, the Pawtucks are leaving Pawtucket. So Pete's Pop is about to dominate the Pawtucket market. Uh, he's going to miss. I mean, the, the Pawtucks are going to miss out on all this revenue. And all the Pete's Pop is getting is revenue. Uh, shout out to Pete's Pop specifically because they are sponsoring the game show. The Are You Smarter Than Ride the Wave media game show that is going to be debuting sometime this week. Uh, Pete's Pop winner is going to get a prize package from them. I uh, don't know what exactly is in it, but if you head over to their Instagram, their website, you ask Babs, you ask G- don't ask GRD, I have this address, <laughs> send him a letter or something. Who? Uh, Dito goes there. Oh, oh, who else went there? Gino Grisham went there. That's how we got his interview. Adam Butler goes there. Yeah. So Pete's uh, Pop. Who, uh, no, Isaiah Wynn. Isaiah Wynn goes yeah. there. So if you want to be an NFL player, go to Pete's Pop. Simple as that. <laughs> Drink some foreign sodas. All right, today's episode is a whole lot of nothing uh, other than, I don't know, we, we, <laughs> there's literally nothing to talk about right for the quite beginning. I'm going to start off as saying, uh, we were talking before the show, my hair stinks. I don't know what to do with it. My hair hasn't been this long in a long time, and I simply don't know what to do. Tyler looks like he owes someone money or is, is owed a lot of money. Or is and, planning on owing someone money. Yeah. And my, my, my headphones. And those headphones. Broke. My headphones like shattered right before record. As soon as I, re- I went to go reach over to grab my camera, I stepped forward and my heel just crunched my headphones. I don't know where oh, I put them. You have, have to wear my, I have to wear my Xbox. I have a mask. <laughs> I'm still thriving in quarantine right now. But like, I was going to say, I was falling off the cliff. Bad, yeah. Quarantine. I started this whole quarantine thing off saying I'm, I'm going to beat it. I'm going to thrive it. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I've been doing that. However, if you look at my appearance, uh, maybe my well-being, maybe the fact <laughs> the only human contact I've had has been with my girlfriend, her friends, and a couple of my friends for the past month plus. Uh, it, it's not been great that way. But other than that, quarantine hasn't cracked me. How are you guys holding up? What are we? Oh, two we're we're holding up nice. It's uh, it's approximately a hundred degrees out here in sunny Arizona right now. So, oh, so. staying Arizona for staying, I'm staying for... full time, full time. Did you have out there yet, or are you just not yet? Up? Not yet. Definitely for the summer. I'm no. I normally went to Colorado every summer, but now uh, I'm going up there next week. So, hopefully, I don't die. I'm. I'll be. I have to document the entire process because I'm going to like airport and everything. Yeah, yeah. See how it goes. My my girlfriend's roommate. She came from out of state. He was like the fastest she's ever went through customs. Fastest really? she ever is. Like they got up in the air right away. So they're going to get you out, hopefully. But I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to have the entire row to myself. It's going to be nice. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, no, there were two people. <laughs> lounging. Yeah, two they, might, so, they might upgrade me to first class for the first time in my life. Yeah, imagine. Yeah, why not ask? It's like, why not? Yeah. It's like what are we going to do? <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm actually very happy right now. Courtney had me down for a while. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been defeated. I've had that morale going on. But... I didn't get eliminated first and ride the wave survivor hey, series. That's got, all that matters. Take the take the wins where you can get them. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but least shocking uh, development, Caden Bodak almost getting voted off first round. I am not (laughs) shocked in the slightest. Tom Brady's slander that he just produces. Hold on, hold on. We have to to provide some background to this. Tyler, what is Ride the Wave Survivor? To be honest, I just saw it at the same time. I want to see who's in this. Let's go person by person. And uh, I don't know, give people a reason to vote or something. All right, Ride the Wave Survivor. We were supposed to have Matt Gordon on here to to explain it. He he seemed to have a case for everybody already. Aussie, 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 Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. All right, Ride the Wave Survivor. We got... Kill a Kev, we got me, we have Rune Dog, Matt Gordon, Babs, Caden, Masses Lane, Brandon, and Joe. Um, all right, so let's start with Kev. Kev is on the hot seat, I think. He's close. So, so Matt Matt predict, uh, Matt Gordon said this perfectly. He was the baby face of Ride the Wave Media. Like some people don't like him, but a lot of people don't like John Cena either, but the majority of people do. Kill a Kev, he built the fan base uh, up substantially. He helped us grow through At in the Hat, through streams, through others. I like Kill a Kev. Is a big part of the reason we grew. Rune Dog, Matt Gordon, everyone else who posed, like you get what I'm saying. However, Kev, Kev pulled right <laughs> of everybody's. Uh, and now he's, he's like, fucked, man. And everybody, go box. <laughs> he had them all in the palm of his hand and just stepped, <laughs> which I love. I hope Kev wins simply because everyone, A, will show that they just get it. Like, yeah, Kev's obviously, he's, he's, playing, he's playing a role and everyone's falling for it. And B, so the people who hate Kev right now, uh, don't don't get to be happy. It's simple as that. I, I don't want happiness in there. But other than that, uh, Kev on the hot seat versus Caden. That's happening right now, right? I think voting as we record this finish, or by the time you listen, I don't know. Yeah, I mean voting will be ended by the time we finish. Absolutely. Uh, but the only reason why Kev's on the hot seat is the Bucks the Bucks favoritism <laughs> that we've seen the past couple of weeks. It's not even close either. Uh, the Tom Brady videos, the streams, and everything else uh, definitely didn't help his case when it came to Survivor. Uh, but <laughs> I voted for Caden. I have no problem saying that. I voted for Caden. <laughs> this kid, he's what? How old is Caden? Do we actually know? Uh, 10 or 12. 10 something or 12. Like, something in that range. The fact he survived this long on Ride the Wave in the first place, I, shocking. It's, it's dumbfounding. Utterly it shocking. It blows my mind. Give this is what happened in the beginning when we start. We started in what? I got hired April 2019. Like Mar- yeah, March or April last year. And then everybody was kind of coming out of the gates hot, blah, blah, blah. Then we saw the people who just wanted to be able to say the spiking follows me or GRD follows ride, me. Ride some coattails. Yeah, and then everybody left. We, we kind of been weeding out, moving people in and out. And Caden and stayed. Caden was one of the original <laughs> people. Uh, I, I I forget who I voted for. Can I check? I, I think you can check it. It, it highlights one of the sides. Also, if you vote these morons who have no idea how to read directions, it's like, oh, vote for who you want out. It's like, oh, Kev's going to win or GRD's going to win. <laughs> yeah, like, what is face? that? <laughs> I, I got tagged once, and the one time I got tagged was, I hope at Joe Stafford wins. Like, that's not how oh you play God. the Like, appreciate the love and everything. But that's not <laughs> how the game one, works. That's writing their name, like, as as you're sending them to, to be killed. Yeah, seriously. I had one guy vote for me. I don't even know who he is. And then I'm like, what have I done to this kid? <laughs> and, uh, all right. So I come in at number second and for second, not, not gonna, I'm not trying to like set myself up for failure, but I don't think enough people care whether or not I'm in this or not. So they're not, <laughs> that's where, that's how I feel too. I, we like, yeah, me and Brandon, ba- uh, Joe, you might, you're probably going to get something with Babs. Like I see Joe leaving because Babs says something. He tells everyone to go vote Joe out and he sees it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against you. I, I see the power of the spike heads all 
14 year olds yeah but hey uh, hold on a second here spike got a lot of votes to get him off the island already yeah, in the first won. round <laughs> yeah so then he can only come off of uh on vengeance then he's in Wait, he's like, like, you're on out like, I, I want to workshop something before we move on. Can we like put these guys in the gulag or something, have them fight them out, and then like, come back into the onto the island? Like, can we do that? Oh, modern I warfare style. All right. So like, I'm I'm not gonna petition. I'm not gonna like kind of campaign myself because as soon as I started saying a lot of stuff about me, it was gonna be on Twitter. Voting, voting voting the opposite. Oh, it's like oh, five oh eight Twitter. I mean, go for it if you're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hopped off that dream after I realized how hard it is to gain on Twitter. Again, so I just gave up. All right, I'm not gonna I, talk about. Anything. I totally feel like uh, Matt Gordon's thing. He posted on the Instagram story yesterday, the yeah, minute, everybody. five minute long story, detailing why everyone deserves to not win except him. And for the record, I I totally agree with his statement on myself. I am the silent <laughs> assassin. Yeah. I will be coasting all the way to the finals before yeah, well, people, I dethrone whoever I have to take down. That's people, always, nobody nobody knows, and not nobody knows who we are. It's like. Nobody cares enough. Or <laughs> yeah. Doesn't look deep enough like, into like who's like if people look deeper, yeah. they dunk away at the moron that I am. I <laughs> I wouldn't even be on the template. I didn't even know I was on the template until I saw this posted. So yeah, I'm laying low as much as I can until I need to yeah. camp. Hey, we'll coast to the very end together. Then we got Rune Dog. <laughs> um, I don't right. like this move because everybody has a picture of just themselves, and Rune Dog somehow got Gilmore, so everybody's gonna <laughs> guy to win. Yeah, no, but uh, Babs posted that thing yesterday on the story of uh, Rundog doing the drunk breakdown against the Chiefs, and that was just like a death blow. I think <laughs> Babs is trying play. to get Rundog out now. <laughs> All right, uh, so I don't know. I see Rundog as another... Actually, no. I think our followers are going to turn on Rundog because all he does is post <laughs> the Patriot stuff like everyone says. Every day. Uh, so it's going to come to a matter of that. That's going to be the first bullet out of the gun whenever someone tries to shoot the ammo of like insult <laughs> and all that stuff. It's going to be that one. Oh, so yeah, we I'm going to play a dangerous game right now. We're going around the table. Biggest weakness of why we're going to lose. Ooh. Right now, us three. I'm the baseball guy. He's the baseball guy. <laughs> that, that's, no, no, no. I'm going to go with the silent assassin argument from Matt Gordon. Oh. I, 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 I don't ever see like the attached Brendan Watabi thing on all the posts. All I see is the occasion to just like or just <laughs> repost or something. I did know you do have one of the highest grossing uh, Ride the Wave media pictures former, out there. Former. It was It was number two for a while, but... Hey, you're still, I think you're still top 10, though. And that was your quote. It, and your yeah. face is on it. That's, so that's still that's fair. I'm the only one that has my mug up there in the top right of the wave that's post. That's a good point. It's all athletes, and then Brandon's up there for some reason. All right, Joe, why would you think you'll win? Sleeper. Why I think I'll win? Uh, probably because I actually, you know, I do some actual Wait, analysis what was, what, as opposed yeah, to some of you guys on this bitch. Your question is like... Uh, why we would actually lose, like, our biggest oh, weakness. Oh, oh, all right, I took it the wrong <laughs> way then. So why I, are you out of here then? Okay, well, that might be the single reason I, why I lose, too. So I do too much analysis. There's not enough, like, meme <laughs> stuff. I, like, I don't roast enough people, which is, like, a fair argument. And I always do too much, like, analytical stuff. I don't, like, do enough, like, fan takes. And people are like, what the fuck is this kid talking about half the time? So. But he makes good jersey edits. Yeah, no, shout out to my Clay Matthews Come edit. Come on. Like, not yeah, those are right. awesome. I, I actually was going to say. Those are very cool. I thought that was a legit thing. I was like, yeah. wait, we signed Clay Matthews. Like I was, I kept zooming in on it, like looking at his hair going down the tree. Like, how the heck did Joe do this? It yeah, looks no, so. I was, I was just like messing around at the first, and I was just trying to see like different how it works yeah. and stuff, and then it just kind of came out perfect. And now you're good at it, yeah. Yeah, shut up tomorrow. I'm dropping another one. Hey, uh, what, what's the biggest weakness? Signed. I think. According to I Matt think... Gorge, because you're always stoned. <laughs> I think I my think biggest weakness because... for Tyler is Babs. That's, yeah, that's, your that's what I was going to say. I think Babs, 
Babs isn't gonna let me win this. He'll hold on That's Actually, your only no, you weakness. Uh, if Babs was on the show right now, he'd just be like, "Cause you have a big head." That's yeah, that's the number one. Big head time. I know what Vegas weakness is. <laughs> people are going to be like, it's either Babs is going to go against me or people are going to say I sided with Babs too much or something like that. And none of like, it's just not true. But because me and Babs like have done this thing for over like a year, people are be like, oh, you're, you're Babs guy. I hate spiking. Uh, I'm voting you out. I don't think people know too much about me and Ride the Wave uh, to vote me out yet, quite honestly. Like if people, if people wanted to scroll guy. through. All right. I just start off the show saying I'm not going to campaign for myself. I'm campaigning. <laughs> if you ever wanted to scroll through my Instagram and see all the stuff that I've done, and uh, I don't know, you just look at Ride the Wave, you see how big that got, you see all these other things, how they got to be. You see the people that I, I work with, I think that I have a pretty good shot. I should deserve a little winning. The biggest weakness isn't myself, it's that bozo with the Super Bowl tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I, right. I think that's very fair. We got back to fourth. Um, like we said, he, he had the, gonna... the long Instagram story yesterday, and he was supposed to come on the episode today to kind of defend his uh, his story, go a little at it uh, a little more, try to campaign for himself, and he dipped. Granted, it's Australian time, so I don't really blame it's... him all that much. I just wanted to ask him how life was like in the future and if Corona <laughs> was still there, but apparently, I don't know, we'll never oh, no, know. Hey, holy hot take here. Matt's getting like mad at us and kind of roasting all of us on the story, right? And then you have Tyler, who's actually a bigger celebrity in Australia than Matt is. He doesn't even live there. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> that is amazing. Has Matt been interviewed by a morning TV radio show? I don't think hey, so. Hey, hey, buddy, I own your country. Also, he said he said he lives on an island. If we want to get technical, everybody lives on an everybody island. Everybody lives on an island. <laughs> so, There's a lot of water. Yeah, that uh, that argument means nothing. Like maybe you live on a smaller <laughs> island. My bad. I'm Australia. Australia's like the same size as the United States. No way, is it? It's pretty similar. They like find one of those maps where they overlay. I don't want to say anything because I want to sound like an idiot if I comment on this. So I'm not going to talk about also, it. Also, koalas are the weirdest animals in the world. So yeah, koalas will kill you straight you see, up. I saw a video of koalas making sounds the other day, and they're just. Yo, they, they, are, they will like, drop out of trees yeah, and claw you. And they're always high all the time, like Tyler, so it relates. <laughs> God is Koala tie. Koala tie. Put them on a t-shirt. We need some t-shirts <laughs> for uh, Boston's Big Three going on. We probably could get that going soon. We could. I don't see why not. I, I we got a good like logo. Animated photos with us, like Absolutely. on top of the BB3 logo or something. <laughs> See, we've been, we've been social distancing since before it was cool. We have always been on these four separate screens on Boston's Big Three yeah, since no, last year. Weird? Isn't it weird that all, not all four of us have been together before? Uh, like not same, once. Not once. Me, me, Tyler, and Babs were close. Uh, over, I had to sell this game. Yeah, I, dude, game. That was, and Babs that was just, just... Babs dipped. I, yeah, I had to leave. I, that was, what, November? That was the I was November. home for break. Oh, because it was for my birthday. My girlfriend got me tickets. Right. And then Babs and you were already there. So I'm like, all right, let's just go. I, I don't think I've ever met you, Joe, to be honest, in person. <laughs> no, I was supposed like, to go to the Patriots, like, pregame thing at uh, six during with you guys at the preseason game. But I was actually, I was actually earning the stadium uh, when you guys met up. So I was oh. already chilling there, so I couldn't go. I will say, I think that six string event was my favorite thing we've done around the wave. That was cool. There was a lot of, like, prep to it behind the scenes. Uh, me and Dito got there so early to set everything up. I was sitting there, and I didn't – I think – Babs meant to tell me one o'clock, and but he typed eleven o'clock. So I showed up there eleven. I showed up there two hours early, just sitting there. I was like, "This, this stinks." <laughs> With like and, eight people in the bar. And me and Dito had to unload. 
Yeah, no. Another reason why Corona stinks, though, in in terms of six string as well, because Bows was in talks with six string about putting us on for a pregame show. NBC Sports Boston's leaving six string before Patriots games. They're not going to be there anymore. And Ride the Wave had the uh, the fast track of maybe getting in there, maybe with some Ty Law appearances uh, on that stage. And now we have Corona, you know, kind of cropping all over that idea uh, for the foreseeable future, which stinks. And another another thing, we were lined up for uh, some bar events near Fenway uh, for sock stuff, and now we can't do that either. It's just it's tragic. It's, it is brutal. Like I, I'll go back on it. You've, I've I've talked about this handful of times on the podcast already. Just where we're supposed to be at in the sports world right now, and just all the trips I was supposed to be taking. I was supposed to be in Texas with Babs in two weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah wait, how many games were you supposed to like attended I, by now? By now, I've probably I should have been to at least a dozen baseball games. Right, so how much money have you five, lost in five different rec- cities? I have lost probably two thousand dollars. Was this all the graduation present stuff? No, this is just me working and paying just for it. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know it was because you graduated. You're just like, yeah. all right, let's just send it every. Wait, send it. Been to every stadium? I haven't. I've only been to not even half of them yet. But I was gonna knock a bunch of them off this yeah, summer, say, road tripping across the, the country. But uh, not happening anymore because baseball has yet to start. Yeah, speaking Brutal. of uh, stadiums opening and closing, Mike Florio, Pro Football Focus, NBC Sports Boston, just came up with an article today talking about whether or not the uh, NFL will open on time with NFL fans and stuff. And he seems pretty, pretty confident that there will be no delays. There will be a full stadium packed for week one uh, of the NFL season. Now, I want to believe this as a fan, like in as just a person in general, just trying to get out of the house because I have season tickets yeah. as well that I want to be at this game. And he said there'll be a kind of a waiver system where if you sign the waiver before you buy tickets, they're just going to let you in regardless and see what happens over the, the course of the first couple of weeks of the season, which I'm all for. This is America. Yeah. You sign your, your, your right away, you can be able to go wherever you want. I agree with that completely. But I, Babs was saying in the comments before the uh, show started, he doesn't really believe this. Uh, Babs, you might be wrong. Like, you're, always, <laughs> like, you're right. Like, you could be wrong here. I'm really hoping you are. Because uh, eventually society needs to reopen. Eventually we need to have sports back. And I really hope fall is the time to do it uh, for the NFL and the Patriots. But even then, there's so much money that is revolved like, yeah. with not even football. Like football makes so much money, not for their team, not for their organization, but for the entire world. Sponsors, yeah. events, uh, like corporate uh, partnerships. All of these things make uh, are revolved around like football season. Like the Super Bowl, you have to pay like a million something dollars just to have a 30 second ad. Yeah. There's yeah. there is so much money within this one sport, which is why I think it's gonna be like this is gonna be if this like a football is canceled, then everyone's gonna be like, wow, Corona really, really does stink. I think Corona everyone's sucks. just dealing with it right now. We're waiting it out. We're kind of all right with baseball, basketball, hockey, probably not gonna be there. It's like, all right, we've accepted that. Give us football season or give me death. Yeah, no, yeah. seriously, I'm with that a hundred percent. And speaking of like the money issues surrounding everything. If there's no stadiums and there's no people filling those stadiums, it's all you know on TV and it's all on like a single location. Uh, if we're going I'll on the NHL, right? I'll take that as well. But cable companies are going to make bank off that. Yeah. They're going to charge so much money for commercial time for 30 seconds. It'll be Super Bowl rates across the entire season for commercials, and they'll be getting a lot more coverage than they have in the past couple of weeks. I mean, Netflix's stocks already through the roof because everybody's sitting at home yeah, watching. I did a project on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My final. But guess what? Netflix can't broadcast NFL games. So if there's no fans in stadiums, then cable is going to shoot through the roof again. It's going to be kind of a crazy. I don't know because I think I think you can find so many games on streams. That's why I, I never use cable. Like Same. I see your point. <laughs> not everybody's going to know how to get a stream. Not everybody's know know what even a stream is. But 
for me personally, that won't affect me. I don't care. Take the money out of everyone else's pockets. But the, yeah, I, I agree that probably people will, people are going to be spending a lot of money just to have a 30 second commercial because it's on TV and everyone's going to be yep. watching because if we're still all inside, all right, this is my thing. I think the NFL comes down to whether or not college football happens. And I think that comes down to whether or not college was open. So I think the NFL <laughs> is in college's hands because that is the biggest, um, I guess, gathering of people across the country. Every state has several colleges. Every And then at those colleges, people come from around the world. If you can't open that, why are you going to let fans go to games when people aren't getting education? That's going to be the argument. Yeah, that was my argument. I sent an email to my president already saying that. I, I actually referenced the Florio argument this morning. And I said, hey, if the NFL can pack millions of people together at the same time, and my school is only 1,800 people and you can't move us all back at the same time, like, God help you. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I'm coming back either way, I think, because I have a house. Like, this is the thing that I'm more annoyed about is if, did I just pay for a house that I'm not even going to, like, live in? Yeah. You have but to sublet I, it. So, like, there... I think me and my roommates are going to come back either way, which would stink, though, because I would want – this is the year Penn State had every all the stars <laughs> started lining up for them. We had, obviously, the sanctions because people did a thing when I was, like, I don't know, 12 <laughs> I wasn't even there. So and the people are like, oh, Sandusky. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, cool. That happened. Can't, can't ignore that. And then we Title were bad at football. School. We had Bill O'Brien. James Franklin got here. And we started climbing the ladder. Saquon Barkley helped. Trace McSorley helped. Uh, Mike Kosicki helped. Chris Godwin. Allen Robinson. All those guys helped. This past season, a lot of young guys, a whole lot of talent. Uh, didn't work out. We had a ton of returning people. And this is the year that Penn State was supposed to be something. And then it might get taken away. So that, and it's my senior season, so that would have been fun. But yeah, I, I think, I I think college football comes back. Whether or not there's fans is another thing. Whether or not it's delayed a couple of weeks is another thing. But like I said in the beginning, the NFL, I think, is waiting to see if college is open. Yeah. There, there is another wrinkle to this thing that you're talking about, Joe, about having the NFL season and if there's no fans and if the cable companies are going to be making all this money because it's only going to be broadcast and you're not going to have a lot of fans in the seats. The NFL salary cap would be something to watch here because because of the revenue going up every single year consistently with the NFL, like ticket prices going up and because of that, the NFL makes so much money, like hundreds of millions of dollars, if not it's probably billions at this point. That's what uh, that's the money that all these teams can spend if the NFL is not getting that ticket revenue money. You might see the salary cap stay the same or even decrease for the first time in ages. Which I think would be a good thing. To be honest yeah. with you, I think it would be a good thing. Because all these players are getting overpriced contracts. It's like kind of like the NBA's transition mm -hmm. a couple years ago when it went off for the first time. He's like Evan Turner getting like $90 million from the Portland oh, Trail. Yeah, Alan Kraft got a four-year 84 mil. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. It's starting to happen in the NFL. But you're starting to see it on lower contract years, so like three years for the max, or not the max, yeah. but like $80 million per yeah. se. Now it's going to start going down. Teams are going to get more stingy, and players are going to be out on their ass looking for jobs because they can't, like, they, they push themselves too far. They spread themselves too far in negotiations. It's, and it's a dangerous sport. Teams don't need to pay you that money because it's always talent. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you want to talk about uh, all-time signing? Is Pat Mahomes signed an extension right before all this, and he had so much oh, guaranteed money. Yeah. I mean, granted, all these athletes, if you're a big-name athlete, you're making triple, quadruple. Yeah. From, you're just making dumb money that doesn't – Yeah. From well, yeah. Let alone um, – what was I saying? Actual – like salary, like uh, for example, like Gronk, Jason Tatum does this, Bradley Beal does this. Uh, oh yeah, a bunch of people. They say they put they don't touch any of their 
their salary that they get from their team. They just spend the endorsement money. So if right. you put all that money in the bank and then you're just mm-hmm. getting like Zion Williamson got paid like a billion dollars or something. Hasn't played a, like before he even stepped on a basketball uh, NBA court. Have we talked about this yet? How Zion Williamson is basically the younger version of Booger McFarlane. Have yeah, we seen that comparison yet? The, the side very identical. They're literally they're like twins. It's scary. Large men like this. Yeah, no, I guarantee you Zion <laughs> puts on Jamarcus Russell weight as soon as he gets out of the league. Like 300 pounds, <laughs> easy. I could, I, I believe it. Because those dudes are just so huge, they have to eat no, 3,000 calories that, a day. Like, Shaq did that in the league, though. Like, yeah. Shaq on the you remember was when, like this thin. You remember when Shaq played for the Celtics? It was, uh, it was interesting. Yeah, you okay, know, but, the big boy. But, but if Zion also came to the league, he's not this thin, but he's already built. Yeah. Imagine if Zion, all right, this is what I want to happen. <laughs> I want Zion to do what Shaq did. Simply get bigger. Keep your athleticism. <laughs> your ankles and knees are going to be killing you. But, like, just imagine Shaq as Zion. Like, everyone's saying Shaq's the most, like, the the biggest anomaly they've ever seen in professional sports. No wonder why. He has a marketable name. He's 7'5", 300 pounds. And he just, he's a cool guy. I want Zion to be that big. I want something different. I, I want to get rid of the small ball game, and I just want this absolute mammoth of you. Tyler, Tyler, I have a question. Since you're the basketball guy on this podcast. If he came down to it, yeah, choose one person who you think the most trans- transcendent player uh, in NBA history when it comes to these two players. Is it Shaq or is it Giannis now? Giannis is cl- it, it'll take some time to figure Giannis out. I know it was Tyler's question, but I, I don't know if Giannis is doing anything game changing per se because like he's he he's shooting threes, but that's just what everybody's been doing. You could say because of Steph Curry, but no, Steph Curry didn't make people shoot threes. He, yeah, he helped the, the grow analytics it. did. He, this guy named Ray Allen right before him, Reggie Miller right before him. Like, there's guys who shot threes before Steph Curry. Yeah. But Giannis is doing, I guess, like more of the old school basketball, but the fact that he's a freak, like seven feet tall, long but arms. He's taking two, two steps from half court and dunking it. Yeah, but nobody nobody else could really do that, I think. I think that's what Giannis I'm is such an alarm. Shaq, you can, you can build your game. If you're a big guy and you're just playing basketball, like, you can watch Shaq film. You can, you can study Shaq moves. You can do this with Giannis, but uh, you, as much as you practice, uh, you're not going to be able to dunk from the foul line off of two steps from the other court of the inbound. So I'm going to go Shaq. Uh, wait, you said. No, wouldn't that, wouldn't that yeah, argument. Shaq and is it, yeah, yeah, is it Shaq or Giannis? Shaq. Oh, okay, I thought you were saying argument for Giannis. Oh, no, no, no. I, oh. I lost the question. I just don't think that. there's enough enough on Giannis yet because he's still relatively new to no, the superstar. I, I agree with that too, but I think if he was just, you know, consistently yeah. uh, progressing at the current rate we've seen him now. I mean, he first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, probably, absolutely. Probably if he, if he at least a two-time champion. Yeah, if he changes uh, his trajectory with the Bucks. Moving forward, yeah. Or if he's playing for anything. This is the genuine question. There's so many Ooh. on-edge people that could make the NBA or Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah. That yeah, list. can I go off on a rant real quick? <laughs> the yeah, Basketball Hall of Fame is garbage. It, the, well, cause, cause fame not... or like the, the, oh, you're a Hall of Famer or like the Hall of Fame itself? Well, I think both, honestly, to be, to be frank with you. I mean, like, yes, Dwight, I so like, I think the number one person that's the most like, you know, debated about Hall of Famer, Dwight Howard, um, early part of his career, dominant, unbelievably dominant, took an absolutely terrible team to the finals against Kobe. Granted, he lost in dramatic fashion in really terrible fashion, but still brought them there. Uh, and then the one in the Lakers didn't really work out. Rockets didn't really work out. And he's kind of been on kind of a journeyman since. And people always say, oh, he's not a Hall of Famer. I think he's a Hall of Famer anyway. But the fact we're even talking about it is kind of the reason why I wanted to highlight this. The NBA Hall of Fame is just so ratchet. That's the best way I can describe it. You have people that are streetballers. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not the NBA Hall of Fame. It's the basketball, no, basketball Hall of Fame. Hall of That's fame. what's different that, about it. 
Right, that was what I, was, I was trying to highlight that, but I, I misspoke okay. a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you have guys that are going in that barely accomplish anything uh, when it comes to actual professional basketball. You're just like, oh, you were good at basketball, so put you in the Hall of Fame. That's yeah, not how it true. should work. That should never how it should work. And like you see, the NFL Hall of Fame, granted, that's only professional. That's only the NFL. What 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 would you say about a guy like Coach K, who has who's only been in college and the Olympics? Right. Um, I mean, but he's still I, definitely a de- defined Hall of Famer. At the current rate as we're at right now, when it comes to the NBA Hall of Fame, I have to give him the yes, obviously. But I think we should just move to to professional league only because I think it's, it, it, that's like saying Nick Saban is not a Hall of Famer in football in general. Obviously, Nick Saban is one of the best coaches mm-hmm. of all time when it comes to college, but he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame because it's only NFL. Right. Who's, who's even up? Oh, wait, Kobe, KG, Duncan. Yeah, no, this is one of the best classes of all time. What other good M- NBA draft? I'm trying to think, like, because 2011 I, was a I crazy. I have been to the Basketball Hall of Fame in a long time. I used to go a lot uh, for, like, my birthday. Yeah, it's right down I was the road. Born on November 12th, we just go Veterans Day because we wouldn't have school or something. So, like, I, I don't know. I like the way the Basketball Hall of Fame, how, like, I would rather bring more good people in than make like a definitive list. Like, dude, this guy is unreal, but he, yeah. he's not—he's not as good as Scottie Pippen. I'm okay. like, we don't need to compare anyone. We just need to say if you are an accomplished basketball player, like Dwight Howard, we'll go back to him. He hasn't really won anything. Uh, I have—he has an eight-time All-Star, two-time Block Champion, five All Defense, three-time Defensive Player of the Year. All right, so he has like won anything he got some accolades my point is he's never won a, a, a ring and people now their their biggest thing is how many rings does this guy have mm-hmm. uh, norris cole had two rings in two years he played like 16 minutes so that that like uh argument doesn't mean anything i think guys like dwight howard should get in because what he's in the league for drafting 0405 and he still has a job and he's still making impact for a an NBA for the best heavy team in, yeah, for the I best think team in the guys league. Have, especially like Dwight Howard, have like bounce back careers like that. Like Vince Carter, he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame, and he really hasn't done much other than a couple All Star games. Yeah, but Vince Carter games. transcended. Like he, he's the reason yeah. why Duncan's cool. You know what I mean? Like he, he kind of made basketball like a must watch event in the late nineties. He yeah, made basketball thing in Toronto. Young Dwight Howard made. The, all right, if you want to do it this way, like uh, Vince Carter also helped build the Raptors. So you could say that exactly right. But Vin, uh, Dwight Howard helped bring back up the Magic after the, them. Like the Magic haven't been good since Dwight Howard. And they weren't good <laughs> before Dwight Howard, minus a couple years of Shaq and Penny. They've just right. been. But eh. then he goes to LA and stinks. Out loud. Dwight Howard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, First we time. can't. But you can't ignore the fact that obviously he stunk from what LA 2012. He was decent. I I think he he gets more credit than he deserves on the Rockets. Uh, like his second year, he got hurt. He missed half the season. But Shout the other out to Josh Smith in the Rockets. Second. That's like an unfor- that's like a forgotten chapter in NBA basketball. Who? Josh Smith, Dwight Howard, the alley oops that that entire playoff oh, series. Man. Josh Smith is one of the most electric players in uh, uh, NBA history. He was the stretch four before there was a stretch four. That's fact. <laughs> but before we move on here, um, I'm looking at a breakdown of NBA Hall of Famers right now. Horace Grant, Hall of Famer, yes or no? Yeah. Why? Multiple time champion. Yeah, carried every single time. Horace Grant. Let's look up his stats. Yeah, 1988 to 2004. You also have to look at longevity, because I think longevity yeah. plays a big part. Because if you, if he just played 1998 to 2004, so what is that? Uh, 16 years. If you do yeah. something at the highest level that you could always find a job for 16 straight years, you deserve some recognition. He is a four-time oh, NBA oh, champ, man, an All-Star, four-team All-Defense, averaged 11-8 in his career, and like I said, he played. 
Like, it's not his fault that he had to play with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. <laughs> yes, it is. He chose to go on those teams. He, he just drafted. ring chased. He got he paid more than Scottie Pippen. What? He was drafted in 1987 by them. No, 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 you can choose. no, no, no. I'm saying no, but he went to the Magic after they got Shaq and Penny. Then he went back to the Bulls and he went to the Lakers. And it's just like, it kind of like just keeps going back and forth, back and forth. I mean, if I was a professional athlete, I would ring Jays 100%. Oh, David West, 100%. When he, David West, when, um, <laughs> yeah, but there's still the shame involved. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, there's shame to an extent. I think, A, you go to wherever you want to go because this is your choice. That's what free agency is. B, uh, if you can win a ring and the teams can sign you, then sign them. He, also, if your career is getting longer, like I was about to say, David West, he, he would always battle LeBron in 2013-14, like during those Pistons, uh, Pacers Heat Eastern Conference Finals series. Mm-hmm. And then he left, I'm not sure if this is the year right after, but he left Indiana, he ended up at Golden State, and he simply said, I want a ring chase. Like, I've had a good career, I've done everything that I need to do in my career, like I've left it all on the court, I just want a ring. And he got a ring. Right. Oh, yeah. Another player, then. Tony Kuwak. Do you know who that player is? is. Let's keep him moving. Yeah, exactly. Three-time champion with the Bulls, sixth man of the year once. He's in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Nonsense. Bernard King. Yes or no? That's from the Knicks, yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're going to give up the whole... uh, Wait, Bernard King. Let's look at what he did. I know who he is. I don't know too much about Bernard King's career. Not even 20,000 points. Who did he... He played with Ewing... Uh, but I yeah. think with that, you also have, like, the NBA is kind of different than, I guess, baseball, football, blah, blah, blah. Like, in football and baseball, everyone does their job. Everyone, uh, it's not a solo game, obviously, but linemen aren't going to run the ball. Uh, pitchers aren't going to play first. But it's just, like, you have a specific right. job. You can yeah. do basketball. I You're think like, people like Horace Grant, Bernard King, they the impact, especially in basketball, you can make this argument, like, the, the stuff that doesn't show up in the statue. You see Horford, you mm-hmm. see Smart, people like that. Right. Horace Grant, Bernard King, they help make the Michael Jordans, the Scottie Pippins, the Patrick Ewings of the world better. So you have to give them some recognition for that. It's like, I don't, I don't know what to qualify this stat as, but you, you clearly, like pairing you with this player was clearly a right move. You bo- both deserve recognition. This person is going to get the fame. All right, how about, how about one more? We'll do one more. I got one for you. All right, I, can I do the one real quick? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's just keep going. We have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> number, this is probably the number one most deb- not most debated, but definitely up in the air. Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp, yeah, I can see it. He's one of the best defenders of all time. I'd say so too, but I think the prime is too short. I think he got drugged out pretty quickly, and I think that kind of leaves a bad mark on his reputation. Huh. But even then, that's kind of cool. Not cool, but it's just like you get <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, but if he if he's doing all those drugs, he's still an NBA Hall of Famer. Not too bad. Sean <laughs> Kemp. Uh, like he was with Gary Payton. He was with uh. Left shrimp. And the uh, allure of Seattle Supersonics basketball, he's one of the first people you think of. And drugs. <laughs> Sean Kemp, not going to lie, not one of the first people I think of with drugs. I honestly forgot about his... Uh... Lamar Odom. No, Chris Mullen. Not Chris Mullen. Um, who is that? I, how am I forgetting the name of the most infamous Fall River basketball player of all time? Chris Heron. Chris Heron? Oh. Is he the best Hall of Fame? No, no. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, no. right. I'm like, <laughs> I see that. No, I just, I just heard drugs. I was like, oh, Chris Heron. That makes sense. Uh, he plays Seattle, Cleveland, Portland, Orlando. Shout out Bruins Warrior, Fall River kid. <laughs> uh, Chris Heron's kid, Chris Heron Jr. out of BC. He's at BC. I don't know when he's gonna get eligible for the draft or anything, but um, I played against that kid in AU. People forget. 
as soon as you go to college, you're eligible for the draft. No, wait, I, wait, don't, wait. I mean, I don't know when he's going to leave for the draft. Ah, Let me ask you a question. Think, uh, I think you have to be... I'm gonna say, oh, Scotty... let's, let's talk about this after like this last one, because I have a theory. But, Joe, give me uh, your last one. I didn't have a last one. Oh, I was going right. to raise my, uh, my hypothetical, because there's a few players on the Boston Celtics that won national championships in college. If... If this if, if this Celtics team and some of the guys on it were to win the national cha- or not the national championship to win the NBA Finals, do you think Kemba Walker would be in a conversation for Hall of Fame because of his March Madness run? And uh, so because we're talking about basketball Hall of Fame, it's not just NCAA, right. it's, it's not just NBA. Yeah, Kemba was one, had one of the craziest runs in March Madness history. He's played then, for FIBA. He's played for Olympics. Uh, granted, yeah, this last exactly. year's uh, FIBA team didn't do it's anything. The worst, yeah. But but if ex- he was to win after, after the, when the Summer Olympics come up and people are going to be like, "Oh, we missed out on this guard. year. I yeah. want to do it so bad because I missed out on basketball." I think Kemba's going to try out. I think Kemba mm-hmm. can make it. I think his career is not even far from being oh, over. One hundred percent. And there, if you're talking about USA basketball too, I think there's going to be a level of commit or like loyalty like there was a a million like the list goes on and on about the top basketball players in the world that said no to playing in that world cup and i think i think usa basketball and jerry colangelo and who's whoever the coach is now uh greg popovich they're gonna they're gonna take note of that and they're gonna look at those those celtics that really took steps like uh kemba walker and jason tatum who were on that world cup team that ended up getting knocked pretty early all right i have a theory speaking of basketball uh i think college basketball is on the way on the out. I, I think it's on the way out. Really? Because I'm with you. Because I, it's not on the way out. It is the the top prospects are, are all going to go to the G League because the G League it's starting division. They they when they were the D League, they were terrible. Blah blah blah. <laughs> then they go to the G League. They get sponsored by Gatorade. You get all that extra money. The NBA grows, makes more money. It's a global game now. A lot of more funding to the point where guys like Jalen Green. Uh, did Amani Bates? He, no, he's only a sophomore. Amani Bates gonna be the future of the NBA. I'm telling you this right now. He's like a 6'10, 6'11 sophomore out of high school. He was the first ever sophomore to win Gatorade National Basketball Player of the Year. So he's gonna be a problem. He's built like Ke- Kevin Durant, like he's insane. But he, I think he, someone like him, is going to not go to college. I think he's gonna go to the G League. I don't think LeBron James Jr. is gonna go to college because his dad didn't go to college, and that matches the narrative. But he's gonna go to the G League. This is why I think. G League was going to kill college basketball is because they give you, uh, they they pay you right away, and then say you want to go back to college, they give you four year scholarship to any college of your choice. Well, you have to make it into the college, obviously, like you have to be admitted, but they're going to pay for it. So they have the option of saying you can play basketball right now, just as a job, get used to the career of basketball, traveling on the road, all that stuff, without worrying about any of the classes, because nobody goes. To, if you're going to the NBA, you don't go to college for school. You go to yeah, because shout of out to Ben Simmons for a 1.9 GPA. Oh God! Phenomenal. Uh, yeah, Australian native. Uh, and then you see other guys who who go to the like you see Lamelo Ball. You see oh, this guy. He went to the New Zealand Breakers. His name is I'm can't remember Look, his name. Two huge prospects Even Emmanuel Mudiay. He made a million dollars yeah. overseas in China. Then went to the draft. And then you see all this talent coming from overseas to begin with. You have the Porzingis's of the world, the Doncic's of the world, all these other, like, uh, like the, the whole Bogdanovich family. <laughs> a lot of, I, wait, also, let me, speaking of Bogdanovich family, I, every episode, every episode. <laughs>
All right, while he's fixing that, uh, shout out to Europe in general because they actually know how to play basketball, right? Shout out, Europe. They teach fundamental basketball instead of flashy basketball. We always hear about highlights and mixtapes and whoever's getting crossed over and everything, but they teach how to actually play basketball correctly. Breaking correct. news. Andy Breaking Dalton news. signs with? The Cowboys. The yes. Dallas Cowboys. Imagine paying Andy Dalton <laughs> $7 million when Jameis Winston only gets $1 million. That is ridiculous. Imagine. Imagine playing that ginger-haired puke seven million dollars. Imagine being Dak Prescott and and Jerry Jones isn't paying you the money you want, and he goes and pays Andy Dalton seven million dollars. Dak Prescott is pissed. I'm just thinking more and more how ugly he's gonna look in the Cowboys uniform. Uh, like he takes weird. his helmet off, it's all white and blue. He's just red, flaming hair come up, looking like Syndrome from The Incredibles. It, wor- like, it worked in Cincinnati. It's not gonna work anywhere else. <laughs> Yeah, he was probably thrilled. <laughs> as long as it matches the hair, boys. As, he might just have to dye it navy or white or whatever uniform the Cowboys are wearing. <laughs> no, then he looked like Jack Frost. Like, you can't win. <laughs> All right, uh, let's think. Anything else that happened in the sports news? Oh, but, but I was going to say, back to the college basketball thing, because the NCAA is allowing student-athletes to get endorsed now, I don't think that's going to be... Like that's their counter to the G League because they, I think the NCAA knows that the G League is beginning to be successful and the endorsement money that these athletes are going to get in college is going to kind of, it's going to raise the argument about what, what these guys or what these kids want to do, whether if they want to go to the G League and start that professional career and get paid or if they, if they're high enough, I don't even know, um, celebrity to when they go to play college basketball, they can still get that money coming in while they're actually playing college basketball and get the allure of March Madness and playing in that scenario. Yeah, I mean, you could still get endorsements from the G League. Obviously, I think you're going to be you're obviously going to be more of a celebrity if you are a Saquon Barkley, if you are a Zion Williamson, if you are a mega star at a college campus where you only see X amount of people a day, you see the same group of people, everyone likes the same stuff, you're going to be something. If you go to the G League, you can get endorsement deals with legitimate companies. You can maybe start branding if you're successful. Like with that, I think college basketball, I think, still has a good 15, 20 years until we see legitimate, oh, every single kid who's 12 years old who can dunk (laughs) now. So, like, let's let's get them cooking. And I think more people are going to start. You see people go to G League games whenever Taco Fall is there simply because it's Taco Fall. Yeah. Like, yeah, he went to UCF and, like, he's just in the G League now. But if you can have name-attracting people – that uh, can build the game in front of you. Like, I want this to happen. Um, instead of, like, college basketball, um, like, when you're, say, you stay an extra year, or a high school basketball player, he's a year out of graduation, um, you could draft early, kind of like how the Celtics got Bird. He's like, oh, let's just do a future pick. I, I think they got rid of those for a reason, because every team would have drafted LeBron James Jr. with their last pick or something <laughs> like that. Or like Trevor Lawrence in the seventh round. Like there's there's ways you have to work around it. But I think if you don't like any of the guys, you like this other guy, you should like maybe there's a penalty. Maybe if you draft this guy right now, you lose your first round pick next year or something. I think they should incorporate ways to get younger people in, um, talent wise. Because like we said, these people who come, like Lamelo Ball has been famous since he's 13 years old. All these other guys, like Zion Williamson, had a million followers before he even knew cursive. Like people just <laughs> they have so much attention and attraction on them when they're so young. And we just wait years and years for them to get to this, the spotlight. Um, you can move that up with providing a bigger G League uh, experience, providing more basketball AU tournament experiences. The 
the U18 team USA, you should start broadcasting those more. I think that college basketball isn't the answer anymore because if you were mm-hmm. to sit down and watch a college basketball game compared to an NBA game, it's like light and day. <laughs> right. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I've actually never gone through an entire Boston's Big 3 episode where I actually agree with all the takes that have been going on. Because I think you guys <laughs> were dead on on both of those takes. I mean... I think that the G League has really revolutionized the idea of getting paid immediately and kind of mm-hmm. skipping the entire college narrative. I think it's a smart move because these kids deserve to get paid right out of the gate. They deserve to be getting compensated for the, the amount of money they bring into these colleges anyway. Look at a guy like Johnny Manziel, who, yeah, free ride, obviously, Texas A&M and everything. But you know how many millions and millions of dollars that kid could have made if that if college was like open to endorsements and stuff? Right. He would have been a bill, not a billionaire, but he would have been His a His nickname was Johnny Football. He would have been a multi-millionaire so marketable. before yeah. he even got to the NFL. So I think that's going to be a different transition as we start to go uh, on this path. The G League really set up all the college kids in the next you, 10 years. Do you know for what um, the they, for college football, though, uh, I do a project on like player likeness last semester. And the, the proposition for whatever that, what was the bill that they wanted to pass in like January call or something? I don't remember. I but the. Like the oh my god, it was it's a very specific name. Whatever the, the likeness bill, let's call it. They, they the athletes wouldn't have seen any of that money until they left. Either way, which in the G League you're getting paid a salary. In uh in college it would be into like a trust fund or something like that. You showed Honestly, up X, you showed up X still- amount of times to this to this library or something for a book signing, or you showed up to a restaurant for a grand opening. You're not going to see any of that money. Maybe you see like 20, 50 bucks because college football is all dirty money. But that goes as soon as you step off the field, as soon as you're, uh, you just graduate, you leave. That's when the money comes, which Honestly, I think is the only con to it. Is that really a con though? Because we already talked about earlier how Patrick Mahomes and guys like Gronk aren't touching their money yeah. they're, after they're playing. So you have college kids taking the free tuition at base, going to school, getting an education, then getting paid afterwards. That could work. And yeah, if, you were, even if, if you were a kid, would you rather make money now uh, getting on like legitimate scouts radar on an NBA team? Or would you um, want to still I, live live the str- – like obviously it's not a struggle as a college athlete. It's a lot of work, uh, a lot of college. time. But- I always go to college because I want education. That's just me personally. I still want to go to college, get the whole college experience. Mm-hmm. Being a college athlete is not bad either. I mean going, being famous on campus isn't necessarily Yo, yeah. a bad thing. Um, <laughs> but – on top of that, if we incorporate this kind of trust fund uh, proposition that you brought up earlier, yeah, so I'm going to school for free. I'm the man on campus. I'm winning every single Saturday, whatever sport I'm playing, probably football, and then you go off after you graduate, get an absolute bag worth of cash, and then get drafted anyway. Who says no? Who says no? I'm not saying <laughs> no. I know that for a fact. Um Especially guys that are too underdeveloped to play in these, actually, still professional league. When you look at it, you still have guys uh, who are 23, 24 years old still playing. They're obviously more matured physically than you are. So could it stunt personal guys' developments? Yeah. That's a, def- that's a definite possibility. It's a very scary possibility, I think, for a lot of guys, especially guys taking post-PG years and then not going to college and going straight to the G League. Like, yeah, you're not developed enough in some of these cases. Some of these guys are grown-ass men, and they will kick your ass. So it's, yeah. it's kind of an interesting. Like, in football, like I, we were talking about that in the Frymuth interview, I think, or maybe the episode or something. No, it was with the episode because you already yelled at me because that's just what he does. Um, in basketball, obviously, like it's going to be younger. I think they're going to get to the point where you can come out of high school again. Like that would be cool. Football, like we just said, it's just totally different specimen of people. Not well, even it, athletes. It's just this guy is three hundred pounds and six foot eight. 
when I was at coming out of high school, I was like seven pounds. <laughs> you think if I, I was good at football and I would be going up against that guy, uh, my my chances are slim to none. But if it requires basketball, it's like that's more of a skill based game. It's not as physical. You can find your way to work around it. But well, even with this G League thing out of with athletes coming out of high school, you can look at the ability to get called up. I don't I don't know how the, how it works contractually with these these guys playing in the G League, but you look at guys that are playing for the Celtics right now or were when the season was actually happening, like Traymond Waters. He didn't see action until uh, like two, three months into the season. I have a and he's playing in G League. Well, yeah, but those guys are drafted. So right. Jalen Green, number one but prospect the same competition. this. Yeah, yeah, but what team is he going to play for, though? Is yeah, there a wait, G League wait. draft? Yeah, Tyler, can you choose your team if you're just signing? Yeah, if you wait, can choose your team, that makes it even more enticing to do that. You know, I agree 100%, but that, they might put like restrictions on it now if it starts right. to become more popular. Right. Like free agency. Because if, yes, I could just, yeah. if, I, if I could just like go with the Lakers, yeah. if I was like LaMelo Ball. Or, just go play for the South Bay Lakers first. Exactly. Oh. And then just get called up automatically. That would exactly. be kind of a stacking kind of That would option. be interesting. There could be a lot of tampering involved with that. Maybe not. Yeah, I would have to say no. Tampering and boosting. Especially with the Adam Silver being such a player's commissioner and being oh, so. Oh my goodness. The G League president, Sharif Abdul Rahim, from the Nuggets? Yeah. Back, back in the day. No, I didn't no. know that. And from the uh, Grizzlies. People forget. Yeah. Thuggets. Right. Big uh, so you get paid $500,000. Right. Bag. Uh, plus a one year development program outside of the minor league's traditional team, oh, team okay. structure. Okay. So I think it's. But I don't know. It's like I, an instructional league. Where, like, what yeah, team Tyler, get Google, I can, can I can compare this to base. Team? I can compare RJ this Hampton, to baseball. That was a kid who went to New Zealand Breakers. From well, Wales. In baseball, there's a lot of different minor league teams. Like there's the major leagues and the minor leagues. Obviously, there's only there's a few like teams. There's like a, yeah, there's 30 teams in majors. And then when you get down, there's single A, double A, triple A, and there's like different levels of triple A, different levels of single A, and then even below. Um, single A, there's instructional leagues for like rookies that are just coming out of high school or college. So that's what it sounds like to me that there's this, the minor leagues and then there's the instructional league right behind it. So it's yeah. almost like another level to it. I don't I know if they're like going to the be MLB, getting that. Same I feel like the MLB takes it to an extreme with some of this stuff. That, it is a lot just because there's so many players. It's a lot. And no, I understand that as well. And that's another reason why I never understood why the NFL never looked into developing a minor oh, league right. system. This is what it is. So Jalen Green is going to play for a team because he's not drafted yet. Uh, Green is committing to become, this is according to ESPN, the people who broke the news. Green is committing to uh, become a part of a year-long developmental program with the G League oversight that will include professional coaching, top prospects, and veteran players who will combine training and exhibition competition against the likes of G League teams, foreign national teams, and NBA academies throughout the world. Okay, so he's so not this playing in G League. Yeah, and then he's draft him. eligible next year. Yeah, but I, I'd rather do. I'd, I think I'd still rather do G League because, like in college, you still have to do work. G League, right. you play basketball. You wake up, play basketball all day against the best competition in the world, preparing yourself to play those probably a handful of same guys that you've been playing against since mm -hmm. you were 18 years old in the G League. I think that's this is the future. This is the the move. And like we just said, like you're still gonna live close to the facilities with people because there's so many more participants coming into this. So it's like. It's it's fun or college or something like that just right. without the school. Interesting. It's college without schoolwork. All right, let's wrap this up real quick. Speaking of basketball, Semi Ojale will be on the next episode. Prepare for that. Celtics number thirty-seven, Semi Ojale. Uh, a lot of questions for him. I want to like he he signed a streaming contract with like esports before even Corona went down. 
and him and Gordon Hayward are two streamers. <laughs> so I want to talk about that a little. Uh, it's going to be an interview coming up next week. And what else we got? Oh, also check the the Instagram, YouTube, social media streets for Ride the Wave's newest game show, Are You Smarter Than Ride the Wave Media, which is the sports trivia series that uh, I'll be hosting. We have four teams, no, five teams of Ride the Wave guys, three guys per team with a playing game. And then we got four teams of Ride the Wave fans. I'm pulling for the fans <laughs> badly. <laughs> I'm pulling for Team Goat Milk. Yeah, do you guys? Yeah, would you would just no context? That sounds so weird. Oh. Uh, anyway, Tyler, Tyler, two questions for you. Yeah. All right. One, what do you think is bigger, Semi Ojale's left arm or your torso? Oh <laughs> my God, my torso! <laughs> it's still up in the air. And number two, why, in the good grace of God, are you wearing a TikTok shirt? I was gonna right say now? I I didn't realize when we started. That's I big. was gonna have to bring it up by the end of the show. Just what are you wearing, man? TikTok's the wave, this? dude. Uh, no, my girlfriend. She's a she's a TikTok brand ambassador for Penn State. <laughs> and no, she got paid paid for this. She would post five TikToks. She got like. Oh, an Back undisclosed secure? amount of money that yeah, I was like, you're about to drop amount too, weren't you? <laughs> you're about to get in trouble there, Tyler. Like that was that was a good like she just she finds ways to win everything. She always wins those like enter a random contest, tag a friend. Like she's won like three hundred dollars in the past week just from Instagram contest. So like and then she got free merch. So I've been wearing it. It's the most comfortable piece of clothing I own. Actually, an even more comfortable piece of clothing, which is <laughs> will be coming out right now. I have no... What do you think he's bringing? Honestly, I have no idea. It's TikTok, so I have very low expectations. Oh, he's bringing back something from TikTok? I think so. Oh, this is this is not going to be good. We got this is Tyler not good for on, our we got, brand. We got, we got Tyler on Simpsonation. <laughs> Just kidding. It's in the laundry. But uh, it's just this big green TikTok sweatshirt. I, <laughs> I don't really post on TikTok. Like, I'm supposed to for um, bar school stuff, but I just don't. I don't know. I don't really like it. But yeah. it's a comfortable clothing. It's a conversation, sir. See how we just started this one? A lot of people ask me, is that a TikTok shirt? I'm like, oh, yeah. It's like, I asked you more in a TikTok joking shirt? way as more of a way to shame you on air. Yeah, that's what I was going for, too. You can't, you can't get shamed if you already hate yourself. I didn't know I was going with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I a quote. I don't know. I don't, uh, the Tyler this Miller is, this has been Boston's big three. <laughs> Tyler Miller experience is something very few can handle. Uh, not a lot goes <laughs> in my brain. I'm not going to lie. And a lot of people take shots at me. Uh, if, if you ever see what Bab says to me or all these other clowns say to me. Just go back to the first few episodes of this show when GRD and Spike are just going at you. See, whenever I talk with them on a show, like so, some guy DM'd me about this and this is perfect. <laughs> It's like, I respect, uh, like, I'm not going to pull it up. He's like, I respect the way that you handle GRD and Babs' badness. You just sit back and let him have it. I'm like, <laughs> I tried to talk. Nothing good will come just from it. Gotta let the kids it's fight. Like, with them, it's, they speak louder and louder, but neither of them are correct. He'll like, do just because you're yelling doesn't mean Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Shut up, Tyler. Shut up, yeah. Tyler. <laughs> Clowns. All right. Boss's big three episodes something. I think it's 53. 53. I remember starting our one year is coming up. It was in June. Happy anniversary, guys. I talked to Babs at least once or twice a week for over a year. That where's my medal of honor or something? <laughs> you want to talk about first responders. Uh, all right, pause me three episode 53. It's a wrap. It's a wrap.